Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. What's up, Jake? I don't know. What is up? What's new? Is my audio good? My, you, you sound great. Really? You sound fine. Something's wrong with my headphones. There we go. I thought you were going to say something's wrong with my head, and I was going to completely well, that and utterly too. agree with you in all ways, shapes, or forms. Yes. How um, are you? What's going I'm on? Good. What's new? I, I, what are you working I'm, on? What's what's, what's what's still have the 944 Turbo up on the hoist. Oh, by the way. Yes. We're going to be doing news every week again. I know. That's hey, exciting. People are clapping in their car. We're going back Woo. to two episodes a week. I'm excited. It's a hell of a lot more work. I was going to say, not excited for all the work. Uh, it wasn't light. I've been here for nine hours so far today, uh, but uh, happy to do it for you guys. But I just want to let you know, going to two episodes a week again. Excellent. News and then our feature episode. That's right. Yes. Which in a few days is going to be very cool. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a series though. We it can tell you series. that. It's a three-part series. And uh, yeah, I'm really And then after that, I have another series that we're working on. I'm excited for that as well. Okay, now that we've told everybody a bunch of secrets, <laughs> secret secrets are no fun. Uh, yeah, uh, what's going, what's on, going on? 944 Turbo still up on the hoist. The motor is very clean. Yes. How many cans of brake cleaner did it take? Oh, I buy them by the case now. You do? I do too. Yes. How many? What is it? Twelve in a case? Something like that. Yeah, so I'm on the only my way to do it. Second case. Yeah, that's the way to go. I also tried. So have you ever tried soda blasting? Um, I have not. I have just like a really cheap, like small hopper gun, like yep. not a not a full setup that I was trying to clean just like kind of the corrosion off the like because the cast aluminum is like, you know, it's porous, right? Right. It's not smooth. Correct. So it's very difficult to clean unless you have your manifolds 3D printed and then they don't have any porosity like the ones on my True. Mercedes. Pretty yes. awesome. It's not porosity. What is it? It's there's no, a it's porous. No, well, it's, it's porous. There's it holes? A, yes. It, it's, it's a casting. Yeah, I suppose. So, yes, it has dimples, and I wouldn't say it has holes, but right. it's definitely, if you were to look at it under a microscope, uh-huh. it would look like Mars. I mean, it would not look like right. a smooth, like, wouldn't yeah, look it's, like a, it's a cue ball or something like that. Porous, yeah. I think of as a sponge. A sponge is porous, it has, right? It has, it's Your not porous, porous, but it has porosity. No, that also doesn't work. Doesn't I'm thinking work. it's just textured, right? Regardless, okay. <laughs> it's very difficult to clean. This is the stupidest conversation. So I tried soda blasting, and it works slowly. Okay. And very, very messy. Because you're just spraying it at oily goo. Well, yeah. I mean, it takes it off, but it's just I need, like, all of the volume of air at the highest of pressures. Well, you are, your compressor is terrible. Bigger than yours. Is it really? Did yes. you get a new compressor? I don't know. When were you over last? I don't know, but I remember you not having a nice air compressor. Yeah, no, I have a two-stage, big, upright okay. situation. Okay, what's the CFM on that? A lot. A I don't lot. know. I had it years, Not actually. enough, apparently, for soda blasting. That no, is a huge amount of air to, yeah, to do any kind of sandblasting exactly. anything. Yes. It's tough. So that's, I don't know, slow going, and it's just powder everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like a cake How shop. fine is this powder, the soda? Is it kind of like it's, baking I soda? I literally just bought baking soda. Okay. Because it was cheaper to buy... Like bulk. What about doing like a Arm and Hammer baking soda? What do they do? Glass beads? Yeah. Like or silica? Yeah. Silica beads. Have you tried that? No, because I don't want little glass beads everywhere. I don't. I I do actually have a blasting cabinet, but it's not big enough, and it's at my dad's house, and just the no, biggest issue with it. sandblasting any it. kind of aluminum and stuff like that is sometimes it can get shiny if you right. if you do it wrong, and then it looks absolutely horrible right yeah the good news is this is it doesn't look like i cleaned it <laughs> okay. okay okay so yeah just waiting to put parts back together waiting for cleaning what? more parts to arrive ah you've been ordering time. some 
and seals colin's been ordering it for me what the i know what the delay is what colin has been in california correct he's back so, home now yes yeah, so, so that's why this that's, motor's just gonna go back together yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we'll speak the truth and say that it's that 100 percent. all right all right what about you um i put the motor in the trooper that's right. I saw you live streaming. Yeah, I put the motor in the trooper. That felt pretty good. I ordered some. Now, you had talked before about how it has to go in and out and in and out and in and out 57 times because it's a swap no one's done before. So yes. It's like, a, I'm hoping to say it's trial and error because it's smarter than that. But there's always things that you need to mock up or look at and then remove it in order mm -hmm. to do it. I'm hoping that I don't need to do too much of that because there's so much room in the engine compartment itself. Okay. I'm hoping I could just slide the motor over because it moves like left and right six to eight inches in either direction i mean it's like wonk wonk so you can like move it around and up do and down you have motor mounts i do not but i did order some uh some motor mounts that guys guys use them with like a, a tdi swap on like a jeep okay so it's kind of like passat volkswagen mounts i got hydraulic motor mounts which mm. i think is going to make a really nice difference in the i suppose because diesels cause diesel, vibrate yeah yeah diesels vibrate and i think they'll be fine it's like an OEM style mount. Do you know what mount. type of mount was in the 944 diesel? Probably a polyurethane something or another. Or like a rabbit mount with polyurethane squirted into it. It was just solid. Oh, no. You can't do that. I know. It's not a it trophy truck. terrible. Oh. Boy, that thing has really got all, a lot of things going for it, doesn't it? Well, it's going to be great now. Okay, so how This is what I'm going to take to the rally. Did you, did you notice that Jay asked me what, what I was doing and then started talking about himself again in his car? Can yeah, I talk? Oh, so can it's I like you always do to me. <laughs> oh, no. How's it feel? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, trooper's going well, though. The motor's in. I'm hoping that once I get the mounts, I'll be able to bolt it up and then wiring and then intercooler and intake and radiator, and then I'm done. That's it. Do you have a plan for these things? Not yet. I need to get it bolted in because it doesn't make any sense to try and lay things out if the motor isn't where it's eventually going to be. It doesn't right. make any sense to do any of that. So okay. I'm kind of holding pattern a little bit. I've got news that the 911 is supposed to be done middle of February, end of February. Okay. Then that what? Is, that is excellent news. I'm going to fly out there. And then what? Drive it around. You going to drive it home? No, I'm not. I'm not going to drive it home in the salt. I just refuse to That's do what it. I was wondering. That's the one thing I will not put my 911 through is salt. Right. Because... Dings and dents are fine. Rust what is not. What about salt flats? I won't do that. No. Dude, that, like, you get salt I everywhere. I <laughs> In places that things don't go. All right. Speaking of the uh, Porsche 911, did you know? Oh, no. What? Because I'm, I'm reading ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, don't read ahead. It's okay. So well, then I'll just not look. <laughs> uh, the Porsche Tell me about the Porsche 911, Chris. The Porsche 911 Hybrid is coming. Okay. And don't worry, they said it will be very sporty. I'm sure they did. Quote, very sporty. Yes. Truth in advertising. If you ever want to know what they're worried about, it's what they advertise. Yeah. Many have said this is like the frog in boiling water anecdote with the 911. You know okay. what I mean? Where it's like this slow burn where the 911 you don't slowly notice. disappears. Yeah. The urban myth has it that if you put a frog in a pot uh -huh. of boiling water, it will instantly leap out. Right. Makes sense. Naturally. Yeah, you don't want to be in boiling water. No, you don't. But if you put it in a pot filled with pleasantly tepid water. Tepid? <laughs> I've never heard pleasantly and tepid in the same sentence before. I like it. Pleasantly tepid water uh -huh. and gradually heat it, the frog will remain in the water until it boils to death. Allegedly, the frog is not able to detect the gradual increase in temperature until it's too late. Which... Is this because is because it's cold-blooded. 
it's bullshit. As oh, okay. soon as the frog gets uncomfortable, that fucker is leaving. <laughs> he is out of there. Have you tested this? Do you know it's false? No, because I'm not a serial killer, so I'm not going <laughs> to torture animals. Um, I well, now I want to know if this is a thing. Well, we, like, everyone's sure heard it this, up. right? Uh, as far as I know, it is a false myth. Uh, from what I was reading when I looked up what it is, okay. it's not true. Um, the question I could see being cold-blooded a reptile like that it does wouldn't somehow. you think that the contrast would be even worse as it got hot you'd be like whoa this is really hot and then you'd get out even sooner yeah because you're cold-blooded um the question is will porsche lose its ethos you do realize what cold-blooded is it's not that they just have cold blood it's they don't have a, a what, what what is cold blood they don't have temperature regulation so it, they just basically are the temperature of whatever their environment is oh really you didn't know that i didn't know that yeah i thought they just had like their blood little, just happens to little, be cold. Little blood, no, like little humans, refrigerators. mammals, etc. <laughs> we're always at a set temperature because we regulate our own temperature. That's why you shiver to warm up, yep. right? And that's why you sweat to evaporate to cool down. Yeah, it's a much better to system. Set, yes. Well, reptiles are just okay. whatever their environment so they're, is. So they're definitely going to notice them because they can't do anything about it. Well, maybe. I don't know. Come on. Because when it's cold, they let's, just like, they get very lethargic. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Um, the question is, <laughs> in this analogy, yes. will Porsche lose its ethos and cause people to leave once there is nothing left of the 911 and the water starts to boil? When the water starts to boil. What is the water boiling in this uh, an analogy? When there is no longer a combustion engine. Right. So when it's the electric. So that's electric or electric and hybrid. So I think it's going to go, we have gas, and yep. then we have hybrid, yes. and then we have like some sort of advanced hybrid, and then they're going to drop off the combustion and add electric. So then you'll have we're hybrid and electric. Electric is just always there. I'm just pure electric, yes. plug-in, yes. electric. No, right. no range extender, no nothing. Correct, yes. Right? So that's what it's going to have. It's going to go hybrid first, which is going to be some sort of like, ooh, this is really great. This is really, really great yeah, because there's guys. more power, and, and, yeah. it's, and it's awesome, and, and it's a giant, fat, heavy pig. But guess what? we got enough computers that we're going to be able to figure <laughs> it out. Don't worry. Don't well, worry. You won't we, even notice how heavy it is. You knew when they launched the 9982 chassis. That was too many nines. Nine, 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 two chassis. They basically said, like, we have built this in order to go hybrid with it. Right. So we kind of knew this was coming. Exactly. So that's when they turned on the stove. They turned on the stove. Yes. They threw in there, and they said, don't worry. Don't you remember? They said, we're, we're going to have a combustion engine 911 for the foreseeable forever. future. Yes. No, they didn't say forever. I know. They said, for the foreseeable future. Lo and behold, the foreseeable future was about a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so that's, we're boiling. We're boiling. We're on our way okay. to boiling. Uh, EV911 is right around the corner. I don't care what they say. It's so you think they're going to do one? They, they have to. What if they just drop the model line? Just that That's was not even that a realistic was statement. Was another 911? <laughs> for all, inten what was for it, all the, intents and purposes, that's what's happening. I know the 70s. Remember where the guy they were going to like change out the model line? They were going to retire the 911. Yep. And it was 928 was the successor. Oh yeah. And then who was it who came into the drawing room and, and just line. shook the marker and kept going? Yep. Well, the marker's Guess in the what? garbage now. It's done. Yeah. The marker, that was it. I think maybe they. That's it. No, the That's 911 it, will continue to exist in name. <laughs> The, okay, the 911 has is the 911 silhouette. Is the 911 a 911 or is a Cayman a 911? No, because one of in my mind one of the defining features is the engine, engine the engine placement behind the axle. What if the if you put the Cayman? Look, I just the 911 is too big. I know, I hundred percent agree. It's too big. It's but too big. It's, it's too fat. It's just a fat 911. It is. It's a, still a 911. <laughs> that's like. 
<laughs> You've had your girlfriend around for a while. You're like, well, you're still you, but yeah, you yes, certainly have right. ballooned you, up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, lost the magic. You maybe. lost it. Uh, so related in other news of things. I will, okay, before we get off of that, though, okay. I will say we said it before. Hybrids do make sense. I don't want to see it in a sports car. I don't either, but it's but the way to go. It is. Like, I was talking to someone who had like a very old um, Toyota Prius. And they're like, yeah, it gets 99 miles a gallon. It's like, why would you ever want an EV when you have this? Right. Yeah. It's I so understand. efficient. It makes so much more sense. We've been through that a million times. They I don't know. care. It's they don't want to listen. Dumb. You know what's crazy? What? It's a what? When it comes to emissions. Yeah. If England fell into the ocean today, uh-huh, and disappeared completely, for example. What, why England? I was going to say, what do you have against them? It's just, I don't know. <laughs> sorry, don't guys. insult. Okay, first of all, the UK oh, I'm sorry. or England. I already fucked up. The United I know Kingdom. you did. The United Kingdom. So that's multiple well, the, the islands, Scottish, you realize. The Scottish and the Welsh would be happy for England to fall into the ocean, right, I'm sure. because the rest of the UK, yes. <laughs> okay, exactly. let's say the entire island and, and Ireland and everything else falls into the ocean. Has <laughs> okay. no effect on climate change whatsoever. Most of climate issues when it comes to pollution yeah. is underdeveloped countries yeah period yeah because they're poor right and they don't care and they don't they, care they, they don't have the capacity to change guess what they're not buying evs evs right because they're too busy burning tires to stay alive all right so if this is going to really have any effect what we need to do is we need to advance technology to the point where it's cheaper energy is readily accessible and it's damn near cheap free right damn near free so that these people can adopt. It still won't be better for the environment. Then what are we doing? Jake? Yep, no. What are we I'm, doing? What are I'm, we doing? Des- what are we doing you, then? It doesn't Besides make sense. setting a good example. We're going to set a great example for the yeah, rest of the world by destroying our economy. Mining for lithium and also burning. And we've we've seen the coal and everybody gas now knows about the, the electricity. The Joe Rogan episode where they interviewed the guy who went and looked at all the cobalt mines and it's just a bunch of people slaving away with pickaxes oh, and carrying yeah, it's terrible. poisonous cobalt around. Yep. It's, it's we're not doing this right. No, no, we're not doing it not. right. We're not doing it responsibly. We're not thinking about what we're doing. Well, we're seeing the end goal and then just doing whatever it takes decisions? to get there. Who made this decision? Uh, World Economic, the WAWF, or politicians? Right? Yeah. At the politicians. end of the day, it was the politicians that did it. Yeah. Right? I, no, I, no, yes, but I also think that there's a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in saying. Hey guys, every car you've ever owned is now illegal. I guess you'll just have to buy more. Mm. So if you don't think that the manufacturers love this shit, you're wrong. All right, related. These new headlights from (laughs) Porsche, these new LED headlights, Uh guess how many LEDs they have? 16,000. Now is that per? Per headlight. Per corner? Per headlight. Porsche has developed what it calls. So this is Matrix, LED Matrix headlights. Yeah. It's not new. (laughs) For a headlight, it is. Porsche has developed what it calls the light technology of the next generation. According to a statement by the firm published Friday, it consists of an accumulation of LEDs into one platform. Mm-hmm. Quote, the core element of the innovation created in collaboration what with partners is... What is that accent? It's what, German. a French-German man? That was terrible. I don't know. Maybe they're Marshalls. I have no idea. <laughs> the core element of the innovation created in collaboration with partners is a chip that combines over 16,000 individually controlled... Uh, micro LEDs under the surface area the size of a thumbnail. Yeah. Wrote Herman Joshua Stappen, spokesperson of research and development and technology communications at Porsche. The end result is extremely homogenous illumination. Didn't you know that's what you always wanted? 
homogenous homogenous illumination. illumination. Well, isn't that like why headlights are homogenous anyways? You I don't understand a what that means. Single beam of light. I think they're saying you don't see individual LEDs. That's all they're saying out of probably, it. probably, and because they're the, the the resolution is so high because right. there's so many. Yes. Right. The high-performance high beams that turn night into day at a dis- distance to up to 600 meters. That's 600 meters. That's really good. The new invention is also energy-saving because the HD matrix headlights only activate the pixels that are actually needed in any given moment. They consume considerably less energy than other high-resolution systems while the amount of light remains the same. In addition, the first time ever, the characteristics Porsche four-point headlight graphics of the daytime running lights can also be seen at night when the new system is used with both low mm. and high beams. Mm-hmm. Porsche had to apply for over 25 patents to make this revelation or uh, innovative Innovation, situation not revelation. reality. So I thought like LED matrix headlights is not a new concept. No. So I think it's the size. Right. So this is, this right. so this is, this is I, a lot. 16,000 is a lot more than whatever the other manufacturers are doing. And you know the purpose of matrix headlights is you use sensors then, because every car has a camera in the front of it now. Yep. And basically when there's oncoming cars, it'll just dim that exact like area. Right? Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. So you I still think this have is like great. really bright great. down low or wherever else the car is not. And so it's like smart lighting that's the whole point of matrix leds it'll just add more features for people to buy which is what it's really all yeah you'll about. have and to subscribe to the smart headlight versus the non wow imagine well you can only have eight thousand leds in this matrix yes. work but if you pay an extra little yeah. bit extra you can see up to 600 meters jake tell me a little bit about the driver's club well chris you can go over to overcrestproductions.com slash drivers club for as little as five dollars a month oh i let you say it this time didn't i what Drivers Club. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, nothing nothing weird there. Just the Drivers Club, even Drivers Dash Club. Whatever that, you feel that like. Works too. Whatever you feel like, Chris. All right. Your choice, Drivers Choice. <laughs> For as little $5 a month, you can come support the show. You get access to exclusive content. We have a whole back catalog. You get what? You get You can get a t-shirt? You get a t-shirt? You get a print? Print from me. This so, I haven't said this in a while. Okay, let's this is the it. only way to get a print from me. I don't sell prints. Nope. So everybody loves the shit on Instagram. They love it. They're DMing me. Oh, this is great. This is wonderful. I wallpaper for my phone. How about wallpaper for your house? Wow. Right there. All yep. you gotta do is sign up as a Drivers Club member, and you can be in. You can have early access to all that stuff. You get a discount on the rally. Watch us live. Discount on the rally. Discount Hello. on the rally. It basically that pays, pays for, for itself. itself. Wake up, guys. If you want to come in the rally, yeah. just go to the Drivers Club because you'll know right away. Plus, you get to support the show. Overcrestproductions.com forward slash driver club. Absolutely. Driver. Driver club. No. <laughs> There's more than one of them, Chris. That's true. That's true. Although, you're very special if you're one. You're the driver club. You are the Ooh, driver. If you sign up using that link. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, th- I was thinking of other things that we could add to it. And I was like, what if I make, <laughs> what if I make like a $5,000 tier? Uh-huh. Where what if, me uh-huh. and the person. What are you, what are you doing for them? <laughs> we'll fly out, uh-huh. get a shit box together, and we'll drive it across the country. I've done this with you. That is not worth five thousand dollars. Sure, it is. Nope. You can nope. have. You can. You can spend hours in the car yep. listening to my wisdom. Like I said nope. <laughs> no. Oh, have you heard about Cadillac joining Formula One? You know, I heard something about this. Is this real? Yes, it is real. And at this first, seems strange to me. And let me tell you why. Okay. Cadillac is not a sports car company. 
Name a sports car made by Cadillac. CTSV. That's a that's like a that's a fast it's, sedan. It's a it's not a sports car. No, it's a dude. It's a two door car. It's a it's a fast Corvette. They're two door. They're like it's a Corvette but a Cadillac. No, it's CT- they've raced. Okay, first of all, they don't make the CTSV anymore. Right, that's it's true. It's the CT5 and the CT4. They do have history which, racing. Racing Cadillac does have history in racing, and most of the same stuff that Cadillac or do, Corvette but, would race in. But like, what are they? What's the marketing here? Like, what's the? Why are they spending money on F1 to sell really sporty, fast cars that they don't? I don't have? know. Mercedes really doesn't do that much in motorsport other than Formula One, either. True, you know, and neither did Infinity. It's just straight marketing. I mean, neither does. It just seems strange to me. It is the pinnacle of motorsport. It is where no, I know, but where Cadillac it is where manufacturers go to show off and develop the future of motoring. And I think Which that's is the draw. All EV anyways. So what are they doing? Well, there's there's an EV and hybrid concepts built into Formula One. Yeah. And there's God. It's only a matter of time, right? It's only a matter yeah. of time. Formula I E I, is later now in, Formula One E. Later in the news, we're going to talk about maybe it's not EV, but we're going to yeah right. I stats. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give well, you some we stats. We know it I'm doesn't gonna, make sense. No. But the fact no. That it's, hold on. Okay. I'm going to give you some stats. We'll get there. All right. This first though. So most of the other manufacturers were not receptive at first. Excuse me. Things manufacturers were not receptive of what? To the idea of Cadillac. Yeah, neither am I, and I'm not even a manufacturer. Things may be softening. U.S. racing stalwart Michael Andretti has been on the front foot trying to gather support for on an the form- front foot. That's what it says. What I didn't write f- this. What is the front foot? It's the, it's the foot that's in front of the other one. <laughs> okay, but like on the front line trying to gather. Well, that's support. like, I don't think it, then it becomes war. I don't okay. think this is war. Well, front foot is just a Enthusiasm thing. for Andretti becoming an 11th team on the grid requires the approval of both the FIA and Formula One has been lukewarm at best so far. It is understood a majority of the Formula One teams were not keen on having to share the prize pool with an extra entrant. So basically, there's only a set so amount of money. you can't just show up to Formula One. No. Their concerns come amid questions over whether the current $200 million dilution fund Andretti would have to pay is enough to reflect the what? increased value of a Formula One entry following the sports popularity boom. Okay, so if I, Chris, yes. want to go into F1, there's a bunch of rules, and we'll get to those later, but you also have to give all the teams, you have to split up $200 million between them to make them not so butthurt that they're losing Are money you that you're coming serious? in. serious? Dead serious. Last summer, Mercedes Chief Wolf said any expansion would have to add value to the sport, saying, Andretti is a great name, but this is a sport, and this is business, and we need to understand what it is and what you can provide to the sport. How about... It's GM! More eyeballs? It's GM! It's an American... A a factory American team, and I hear that they want to have American drivers. What other sport is there where in order to be part of the league, you have to pay all the other teams? I don't know. That's so weird to me. Well, this is a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Um, now, Andretti, uh, and if OEM or multinational co- uh, groups join Formula One, it can demonstrate that they're going to spend X amount of dollars in activating, in marketing. That's obviously a totally different value proposition for all the other teams. So they just basically want to know that you're going to come in, uh-huh. you're going to pay this $200, and they want to see your marketing plan. They want to see how your company is going to help the growth of Formula One and therefore make their piece of the pie bigger. Here's what's crazy to me. How... Would the dollars make sense? Because the companies aren't doing it just for the fun of it, right? Cadillac isn't being like, you know what? Formula One, that looks really fun. Let's just do it. I know, I'm sure it's, that's it a, all is marketing money, budget. It's money, right? Well, it, no, but the only reason they're doing it is to sell more cars, right? Correct. Yes. So it's all marketing. 
how does the fact that you have to pay 200 million on top of the millions it takes in order to develop I, the team i think you underestimate the reach of formula 1 i think you underestimate the long term financial uh rewards of being part of formula 1 there's a reason that teams do it every year and lose and yeah lose, no and you, lose and lose you're right but it just seems asinine to me that like that Dude, makes financial the, the, sense the amount of money that can be generated by Formula One and the eyeballs are on it. And guess what? Uh, what's the Netflix show? Yeah. What is it? What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. The Formula One show. <laughs> I forget what it's called. I don't uh, know why. Not Race to Win. It's the... Yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yes, they do. And I'm having a, a, a brain spasm right now. Cadillac and GM, that's a statement. Certainly them joining forces with Andretti is definitely a positive, Wolf said. It gives another angle that may or not be beneficial for Formula Drive One. Drive to survive. That's it. But definitely nobody would ever question GMs or Cadillac's pedigree in motorsport, except for Jake, and obviously as a global <laughs> auto company. I just don't see the correlation to like their current lineup of cars. They do tons of motorsport. New Williams team principal James Valls, who joins the Grove outfit after years of acting as Mercedes' chief strategist, added that Formula One still needs to gain a better understanding of how Andretti and Cadillac are planning to contribute to its growth. Again, again, American market, well, American also, market share. It's just so weird to me that in order to be let in, no order to be allowed to pay money, you also need to show that you're going to grow the sport. It's so weird. We're always open to the sport growing, but the truth behind it is any expansion team like in the NFL or the NBA would have to go through the same thing. 100%. They don't just let you in just because you have a team. Have you ever heard of the Harlem Globetrotters? They're not in the NBA. We're always open Did to the sport growing, to but the truth behind it is the sport financially needs to become more and more successful. It's like money, 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 money. Whatever joins in that environment needs to bring it with it effectively the growth that is required in order for everyone else to be in a better position or at least a neutral position. And I think it's been the statement from the outset, from the beginning. There are a lot of lovely things about Andretti and about Cadillac. It just needs to have a good understanding of how it will grow the sport, in what way and what the growth will be. How dumb are you? I still well, it, this it is, makes I, a lot more sense than the other teams that are out there. Do we need three Red Bull teams? Tracks have been put here. They've grown some, but a true American team with an American driver without energy drinks. Let's fucking go. Yeah. That's all I can say. So we're, are you wondering what it would take to open a Formula One team? You know, I was, but I'm not anymore because I looked it up. Okay, what do we got? So let me tell you. When F1 seeks new teams... Do so they open it up. They say, hey, we're open to the idea of having a new team. Yes. Okay. When F1 seeks new teams, due to an existing team deciding to leave the sport, or when the FIA simply wants to expand the field, it sets a certain window period from the 21st of October to the 1st of November, which is a very short period, by the way, to submit applications for the entry process to join the sport. Interest teams must first pay an entry fee of $200 million divided amongst the teams, as right. we talked about. Yep. So with the entry of a new team on the grid, the benefits... The existing teams have to be divided into one more, so the slices of the pie will get a bit smaller. So the two hundred million are basically distributed amongst the other teams, so that they can financially make sense of the, of the loss of income that they're going to have from yes. the dilution of the added team. But, uh, uh, what I don't understand is like it's not income. Nothing. Have you watched Drive to Survive? The one is income. Have you watched it? Yeah, it is a bunch of people trying to weasel their way into more money and more. Yeah, like to cheat. 
and figure out ways to like. Oh yeah, it's the smarmiest backstabbing bullshit. It's because that's there's exactly too much money this, involved. Too much money. Yes. Back in the day, it was like, man, Marlboro gave me an extra box of cigarettes today. Hell yeah, yeah, or three grand right before I die. Right, you know, it's. Yeah, the other reason for this measure is to prove that the new teams have a serious commitment to F1 and demonstrate a stable investment capacity in F1. So basically, you need to prove that you're big enough. Yes. Well, you need to be because able there, to put this in. There have been teams that have like come up, went through the whole process, and then gone, eh. Yeah. It's happened. Oh, I know. And, and it costs everybody a ton of fucking money. Yes. Including Formula One, FIA, everybody. So that's, they don't want that. Rich energy, anyone? <laughs> In other words, the FIA prefers fewer teams to enter, but with a greater degree of seriousness and commitment, the more teams that are at any time could go into crisis and end in bankruptcy. Yeah, Williams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, after the application process, the FIA assesses and decides which applications are worthy of entry in accordance with Article 8.2 okay, of I'm the bored. 2021 uh, Sporting Regulation. Okay, I'm bored. It's just ridiculous that that's the process. Yeah, the name of the team, name of the competing car, the make of the engine, the names of the drivers. You have to have all this figured out and laid out in your application before even realizing if you're able to buy in. Yeah, correct. Correct. So you have to do all these things. I mean, it's a, what an undertaking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Did you know that the Taliban are terrorizing the Middle East with a new supercar? <laughs> what? You don't know about this? I feel like I saw some post that you shared, but I thought it the was The Taliban joke. has... Uh, you thought it was a joke. I thought it was just, yeah, it, some stupid meme or something. Well, it is a joke, but it's also real. Okay. The Taliban has unveiled the first ever supercar designed and made in Afghanistan. Wait, is it actually the Taliban that are making the car? Yes. Taliban is Afghanistan. Right. Right Because now. Af right Afghanistan now. is under Taliban control. The aggressive and sleek-looking Mata 9 prototype sports car is the culmination of five years of design and development led by 30 engineers at manufacturer Intop and Kabul's Afghanistan Technological Vocational Institute, otherwise known so, as ATVI, which is the stock ticker for Activision. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just picturing these engineers working for the Taliban. Oh, yeah, it needs to be a drag coefficient of this or we're going to cut your arm off. Right. <laughs> That's kind of what I was picturing. Its capabilities on the road remain to be seen. The vehicle is immobile in almost all footage circulating on social media. Intop has not released any performance data whatsoever. It did roll a little bit, I saw. It's unlikely <laughs> to rival the likes of Bugatti and McLaren anytime soon with the team behind Mata 9 claiming its engine is that of a completely pedestrian Toyota Corolla hatchback. So it's a four-cylinder. Yes. Taliban spokesman Zabahullah Mujahid proudly posted images of the car on social media and said its construction was an honor for the whole country, unless uh -huh. you were a woman. The head of AT right. ATVI, Ghulam Hadir <laughs> Shabat, told Afghanistan's Tola News that the Toyota Corolla's engine has been modified in such a way that if you increase the speed, it's powerful enough to take it. But oh claimed Intop, in, in top, what a terrible name, Intop intends to install an electric powertrain at a later date. Uh -huh. So this engine's kind of just like a placeholder before they can... Uh, I don't know. No. Get yeah. together enough slave labor to figure it out. Taliban's higher education minister, Abdul Baki Haqqani. That is, now, that is an oxymoron, first of all. Here's, the Taliban's higher education. Here's the problem. I'm sure most of these dudes and these engineers are probably, other than maybe some of their religious pro proclivities, are probably okay dudes. Okay. So it kind of it sucks to shit on them a little bit because everybody's just under the control of these right. this, this government that just stomps on everybody's head. So who knows if these guys are good dudes or not, you know? So it's hard to hate on the engineers without knowing. Um, there was a proof of the regime's commitment to provide religious and modern sciences for its people other than women. 
Meanwhile, Intop CEO <laughs> Mohammad Riza Ahmadi told Tola News that he hoped the supercar would convey the value of knowledge to the people and to help boost Afghanistan's image on the world stage, but not women. I would like to thank the great <laughs> national businessmen and the dear people of Afghanistan who stood by me stood by me during this time, except for women. So this seems like, you know, like back in the day, the Soviet propaganda, like they'd roll something out and it right. wouldn't really work. And they'd be like, ah, yeah, look this is us. the Soviet power. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And, and then they have this thing and then it never actually works or right. whatever. That's what this kind of is. Um, I just wanted to. I So I don't understand Afghanistan right now or the Taliban even. Okay. Should I read you a little bit about the Taliban? I just, I think yes, this is important. Because, well, the part that stood out to me is you read something about the proof of the regime's commitment to provide religious and modern sciences for the people. For the people. That doesn't make sense with what I know of it the is, Taliban. It is the opposite of true. Okay. It's the opposite. So, okay. But they're, they're, they're trying to modernize the world. We're the ones that are behind. Oh, okay. okay so that's, that's kind of, I think, what their deal is. Okay. So I wanted to just like run through real quick. You tell me when you... Get tired of this, okay? So this is the Taliban. This is the Taliban. Yes. The restrictions imposed by Taliban on women in Afghanistan. Okay. Following list. Can Com they drive, first of all? No. Complete ban on women's work outside the home, which also applies to female teachers, engineers, and most professionals. That's how it should be, Chris. Only a few female doctors and nurses are allowed to work in some hospitals, clearly because they work on other women. Complete ban on women's activity outside the home, unless accompanied by a mahram which is like a close male relative, like a brother or a husband or something like that. Someone that you can't marry. Okay. Basically what that is. Ban on women dealing with male shopkeepers. What? Ban on women being treated by male doctors. Ban on women studying at schools, universities, or other educational institutions. Yeah. Taliban have converted girls' schools into religious seminaries. Requirement that women wear a long veil, burqa, which mm -hmm. covers them from head to toe. Whipping, beating, and verbal abuse of women not clothed in accordance with Taliban rules or of women unaccompanied by a mahram. Right. So if you're a woman and you're out walking around, you don't have your brother oh, with you. We're going to whip you. They're going to beat you. Whipping of women in public for having non-covered ankles. Public. <laughs> pub I'm laughing, but it's, it's absolutely terrible. Public stoning of women accused of having sex outside of marriage. Wow. That's, that's death. That's death. Yeah. Ban on the use of cosmetics. Many women with painted nails have their fingers cut off. Jesus. Ban on women talking or shaking hands with non-mahram males. Can't shake their hand. You can't talk to them. Ban on women laughing loudly because no stranger should hear a woman's voice. Ban on women wearing high heel shoes, which would produce sound while walking. A man must not hear a woman's footsteps. Ban on women riding in a taxi without a marham. Ban on women's presidents in radio, television, or public gatherings of any kind. If you look at this car and where it is, it's just a sausage party. Oh, yeah. There's obviously. just men All right, everywhere. So you can stop. We get the picture. Let me see if there's any other ones. Blah, 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 blah. Here's my question, though. What? You cannot appear outside on the balcony of your house. You what? have to paint all your windows so no women can be seen. I mean, it is. there's no ban on, on female public bathing. No ma men can take women's measurements for clothes. You can't be on the same bus. Men and women can't even ride the same bus together. Wow. They can't listen to... Okay, here's another thing I want to talk about. This is everybody. This applies to everyone. Okay. Banned listening to music. No Banned. one can listen to music. Banned. The watching of movies, television, and videos. None. For everyone. Banned. Celebrating the traditional year, New Year. It's un-Islamic. No Labor Day or all people with non-Islamic names. Change them to Ooh. Islamic ones. Haircuts are forced. Men must wear certain things. Men must not shave or trim their beards. 
All people must attend. I mean, it goes on and on and on. What? And on what is, and on. So and is on. this still based? You can't even fly a kite. That's literally ban a thing? on certain games, including flying a kite, <laughs> which is un-Islamic. So how why are you allowed to drive a supercar if you can't even fly a kite? Okay, yes. No, I agree. None of this adds up or makes any sense. I just this is only ordinary Afghans and foreigners are banned from using the internet. If you're Taliban or officially you can't. No one else is allowed to use the internet. Of course not, because if you saw what the rest of the world was doing, you wouldn't allow any of this. I just I want it like I don't I, understand how they think that this is good or right or I don't if you want to get into the religious philosophy of it, it's because temptation leads to sin is basically what it is. It's all about it's all about uh temptation for sex and temptation for materialism and temptation mm-hmm. away from Allah, Muhammad, everything else. Mm-hmm. Your your life revolves around religion. Mm-hmm. Government is religion. Your life is religion. Yada yada yada. So that's. I just wanted like but I want to talk about that supercar. How can you justify and like say that yes, this is good? Religion is an interesting thing, my friend. All right. A study has found that buttons are safer than touchscreens. You duh. <laughs> Well, now we have stats. Okay. New evidence shows touchscreens are far less safe and efficient than the old school alternative. Yeah. According to the findings of Swedish car magazine. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. (laughs) (laughs) Over the summer, the magazine conducted tests across 12 models of cars, 11 modern, along with the 2005 Volvo with physical controls. They allowed the test drivers to get to know the ins and outs of the vehicles. Uh The tests themselves were simple. Drivers were instructed to cruise down an empty airstrip at 68 miles per hour and were timed on the completion of four infotainment tasks, ranging from adjusting the AC to messing with the radio. The Swedish magazine found that the 2005 Volvo far outperformed the modern infotainment screen-equipped cars, with the driver completing all four tasks in just 10 seconds and 1,000 feet traveled. Meanwhile, the best time in the modern cars was nearly 14 seconds. But even these speeds were relative outliers because the majority of infotainment-equipped vehicles, it took well over 20 seconds <laughs> and at least 2,000 feet. Plus, the, this is, by the way, they set down an airfield. You're going a, straight, Chris. You don't, even, so, you don't even have to look at driving. You don't have driving. to pay attention. You don't have to do anything. You're just trying to activate it with the touchscreen. That's correct. Wow. And the thing is, is when you use a touchscreen, you have to look at it. Yeah. You know what? You, you on your remote in your in your house for your TV. Mm-hmm. If it's in the dark, there's always like little yep. raised buttons. There's a name for those because it's on keyboards too, the little nubs. Yeah, so you know where your ha- fingers are without looking. Exactly. You yes. know what doesn't have those? Touch screens. Touch screens. Yes. That's, that's exactly. it. Exactly. Hopefully we can, I know that I've heard mm-hmm. that Volkswagen is coming back a little bit. Good. Yeah. So well, we can feel Porsche buttons. until recently was yep. all about buttons. Lots of buttons. If you step in my Macan, everyone's like, what is going on? Because everything is a button. All right, troubling statistics for auto manufacturers on EV adoption. Okay. This was, this was what I was going to talk about. I think this is really important. It's kind so of... So EV adoption. Adoption. It's kind of dry, but I think it's it's important to... So this is the proof that people don't actually want EVs. Yes, but it's from the uh, auto manufacturer's perspective. Okay. Like what they feel. What the auto manufacturers themselves feel is happening. Okay. Global automotive executives are far less confident about the rate of adoption of electric vehicles than they were a year ago amid supply chain problems and rising economic concerns, according to a survey released Tuesday. Of more than 900 automotive executives who took part in the annual Globe Auto Survey by KPMG, mm-hmm. the international consulting according firm reports 76% are concerned that inflation and high interest rates will adversely affect their business next year in the U.S. The figure was just was 84%. Amid 
those Who's concerns. Who's the other, like, what is that? 16% that is not concerned about that. Yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> I don't see any problem here. It's fine. Eggs are $13, but that's fine. Amid those concerns, KPMG reports automotive executives are less bullish about the prevalence of all electric vehicles in the U.S. and globally by 2030. Estimates of new vehicles sold by EVs by then globally ranged from 10 to 40% in this year's survey, down from 20 to 70% a year earlier, a drop mm-hmm. by almost uh, in confidence in half. Yep. Almost in half. For the U.S., the median expectation for EV sales was 35% of the new vehicle market, down from 65% a year earlier. So one thing I wanted to look at, too, is I have a graph here, okay. um, which nobody can see, but I'll kind of tell you what it is. Which companies do auto executives think will lead the battery electric car market in 2030? If In 2021, it was Tesla, BMW, Ford, and BYD, which is a Chinese company. Yeah, 2022, Tesla, Audi, BMW, Apple. What? Apple, who wasn't even barely on the list last year. Apple. Have we heard anything from Apple? I know there was always like, oh, the iCar is coming. Yeah, they and were then, like working with Hyundai and, and a few then other it things. just didn't. I, is, know, is I just find new, that. Is there new news that we don't know about? I just find it looks like the numbers were taken away from Tesla because Tesla yes. was like dominating by yep, a they large were like margin almost, in 2021. Almost twice as much as BMW, which was the next leading last year. Yeah. But then this year, it's just right, just a smidge above Audi. Yeah, and it, and the numbers are down, and it looks like it's spread out. It looks like, honestly, it looks like Apple. Which, took. by the way, Audi wasn't even on last year. Yeah. At all. At all. It's wild how fast things are changing. All right. I, th- I like this one. What? Farmers have finally beat the shit out of John Deere. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yes, it's the right to repair bill, and they won. They did. Yes. Tractor maker John Deere has agreed to give its U.S. customers the right to fix their own equipment. As they should. Previously, farmers were only allowed to use authorized parts Mm -hmm. and service facilities rather than cheaper independent repair options. Deere & Co. is one of the world's largest makers of farming equipment. Deere & Co. Okay. Deere & Company. Uh, Consumer groups have been years been calling for companies to allow their customers to be able to fix everything from smartphones Mm -hmm. to tractors. I don't need to get into like all all this stuff, but basically under the agreement, equipment owners and independent technicians will not be allowed to divulge trade secrets or override safety features or emissions, but they are going to be able to work on tractors as they should. You know why? Why? Because they fucking own it. It's theirs. If yes. it was a lease, maybe I could understand. And a lot of farming equipment is leased. Yes, it is. But I think if you own so it, damn expensive. you should be able to do what you want. And and I think this is interesting too, because this applies to a lot of things. Yes. Did you know that there's a self-repair, self-service repair store on Apple, on Apple's website? What does that even mean? You can order all the parts to take all of your Apple stuff apart. Now. Really? Yep. All the tools, everything, everything new? you need. Yeah, relatively new. In 2022, Apple launched a self-service repair scheme, giving customers the ability to replace their own batteries, screens, and cameras of recent iPhones. Pretty oh, great. that's really cool. Apple's new repair store will sell more than 200 parts and tools. I'm like clicking on this right now because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Look at the back of my phone right now. It's cracked. Yeah, which well, there I you need go. a we'll new one it. anyways, but yeah, we can fix it. All right. Have you kind of been paying attention to what's been going on at Tesla lately? I haven't because to me, it's all just noise. It is pretty wild. The stock price, I think, I know is the down stock like price 60%. Absolutely tanked. It was like Elon lost the most amount of money that's ever been lost by a single person, right, in history. That's pretty impressive. Yes. Was it because he bought Twitter and blew it up? or, or I You don't know, one remember. thing I think is really interesting about this, and I had this typed out, and then I deleted it because I didn't want to talk about it, but now I okay. changed my mind. <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about Elon a long time ago when everybody was just like stroking this guy's, you know what? 
they were just all over him. Ego, buying voted yes. candles, buying flamethrowers. Everybody was happy. Yeah. He's launching yeah, rockets we, into we space. Joked about, I like, love this. The, the, the Church of Elon. The right? Church of Elon. Yeah. Around this time, he's calling people pedophiles, evading the SEC and lying to the SEC, okay. manipulating cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of weird shit that he's Dogecoin, not coin. He's yeah. not a different person now. He right. is still Elon. But now that he took over Twitter and cleaned Twitter up and just basically flipped the table on it. Yeah. Everybody hates him. Everybody hates Elon. Everybody hates Elon, and now they hate Tesla, too. There's a lot of articles I read that were, like, going through statistics of why people are selling them, and they're like, I don't like Elon's politics anymore. I don't know why he would mess with Twitter and free speech and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It just goes to prove how fickle and stupid Tesla owners right, truly are. Right, because it was all about it was identifying all about it. with Elon Musk, yes. not about the product. Right. With its sales slowing and stock price tumbling, Tesla shares... Uh, slashed prices dramatically Friday on several versions of its electric vehicles, making oh. some of its models eligible for a new federal tax credit that could help spur buyer interest. And they also dropped, um, there was like a memo that went out at the end of the year. Okay. They were like, deliver as many cars as you can by the end of the year. To, to fucking no. Like, right. deliver the cars yeah. because they needed to like They bolster. need the numbers. They, yeah. need, they need the numbers. Did you read this though? The company dropped prices nearly 20%. That's insane. On some versions of the Model Y. Wow. The cut will make more versions of the Model Y eligible for $7,500 tax credit. Sure. Because it must be like under a price. It expired or something or it's out. Um, Far from pleasing investors, the sharp price cut set Tesla shares down 3% (laughs) last Friday. That's a lot in one day. 3% to 5% move. Pretty serious. Since the start of last year, the stock has plummeted more than 65%. Wow. You know, I would have bought, I would have bought puts on Tesla if I could afford them. If you shorted it. I can't afford them. They're like really expensive uh, stock options. I just, yeah. I like buying like one or two of something. And when the, when they cost like five to $800 a piece, I'm like, yeah, nope, that's a little bit much for me. I usually play with uh, options at around 50 to like $200. Yeah. So that way I don't just, you know, lose your shirt, lose my shirt. Exactly. I yeah, think the real driver nuts. for all of this is the falling demand for Tesla. Said Guidehouse Research E-Mobility and analyst Sam Abel's made. Abel's, Abel's something. Abel. So I think think so too. They got shrinking margin. They're not new anymore. They're not the new kid on the block. The cars all look the same. There's no Cybertruck. There's no Roadster. All there is is rockets and and Twitter. (laughs) That's it. All it is is rockets Rockets and Twitter. Twitter. That's all we got. That's all we got. There's been no, other than, I guess, the Plaid. But that's not like a consumer car. That doesn't get regular consumers excited. It's just something for nerds to jack off about. It's not like a real thing that anyone cares. Yeah, there's something to be said about market saturation. Like, there were so many Tesla fanboys, right? Yes. There's only, that's a finite number of people that were Tesla fanboys, and they... But all about Tesla. All of the and now what? All of the rest of the manufacturers were like slow and steady. Yep. And now they're finally the race, there, and they're right there, and they're all they're right all over Tesla's ass. Also in Tesla, uh, Tesla news. Tesla's been banned from advertising self driving. Good because it's not. Yep. So starting next year, Tesla will effectively be banned from advertising its vehicles as full self driving under a new law signed by Governor Gavin Newsom of the uh, Socialist State of California. <laughs> mm-hmm. Senate Bill 1398 is among the hundreds of new state laws taken in effect, blah, blah, blah. The State Department of Motor Specifically Vehicles- Specifically targets yes. Tesla. Yes, because there was like a there was like a thing that was against deceptively naming or marketing, like right. deceptive whatever practices. Yeah. Uh, but they're just passing this just to like, yeah. Like, no, you specifically, yeah, Tesla. this is you. It's not self-driving. Yeah. I, I get this, but how stupid are people? Dare I wonder. 
about to, that what? they really think that their Tesla is self-driving, like automate, like most totally. people. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Most people think that. Oh, yeah, it has autopilot. It is self-driving. So you know that stupid steering wheel. This is the last of the Tesla news. I promise. Okay. Yes, the yoke. The yoke. You're like driving a Cessna. Tesla has reintroduced a round steering wheel option for the Model S and Model X. Obviously. I have two paragraphs here. Don't care. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did people finally realize it's dumb? We win. That's that's all. That's all I know. Okay. All right. Last story. The biggest engineering in the pickups is finally here. You ready for biggest this? Biggest engineering innovation is in here. pickups. Usually, it's the tailgate, right? Yes, that's true. Everyone had their own tailgate version. Now, well, this one folds down sixty forty. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> this one has a step built in. This time, uh huh. It's not a tailgate. Uh huh. It's a pass hole. The pass hole. <laughs> the pass hole. Which is, I, it's funny to say, but this is what the, um, what you call it? It's had. different than the Rivian. Really? It's really different. Concept vehicles are vessels for far farts and far out designs. Where I can see if I can get to the point here. But why the uh, light duty Ram pickup offers a preview of 2024 production model and some of its wild features, like the full length pass hole that creates a nose to tail cargo tunnel for, I don't know if that's what they actually call it, uh, that <laughs> creates a nose to tail cargo tunnel for long and skinny items up to 18 feet long. So you Wait. put it in the bed of the truck yeah. and it goes all the way up under the front console. Okay, that's the radio. actually really cool. Yeah, for like boards or right. Two yeah, by you fours. can get an eighteen foot two by four in there now. Is that a thing? I don't know. Eighteen foot two by fours. Yeah, I thought they were not eighteen feet. That's really. I know. A, that's a that's you a can big get board. Like sixteen feet. Something like this could have significant real world practicality for truck owners. Right. I don't care. I just wanted to say pass hole a few times. Well, you could that's just it. also have like roof rails and put it on the roof. That's what I've done. Yes. Yes, you could do that. Because well, I think I had twenty four foot long steel poles that I bought. Well, everybody has a pass hole. Well, they don't, but they could. They, and they will. They could. They could, and they will. All right, guys, that's ram. it. We you are through out of time. Hole. That is all the news. I hope you enjoyed that's news coming it. back. We will. Uh, I just pulled from the most recent like week or week and a half, so some episodes are going to be better than others. We're going to have some great news, some not so great news, but hopefully we can all have a good time of... I'll try to make fun of Jake Moore. I know that's what everybody likes. We know he's that's what, that's know what he's they're short, here for? He, he's a short, vest-wearing, Birkenstock-loving troglodyte, so... There you go. Why am I troglodyte? I don't even know what a troglodyte is, but it sounds insulting. Either. Sounds insulting. Let's. I'm going to look it up quick. <laughs> troglodyte? Troglodyte. hope it's not too bad. Says the man who doesn't know what cold-blooded reptilians are. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what is a troglodyte? <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> a person who is regarded as being deliberate... Deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. Yes, that is 100% you. That is not me at all. That is, that is, that is not you. A person of degraded, primitive, or brutal character. A person living in seclusion. You are 100% a troglodyte. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a troglodyte. On oh, that note. On that note, we will see you guys next week. Take care.